0: Hello, this is your fertility pharmacist. This podcast is for women who are trying to overcome infertility. If you keep a pulse on late-breaking fertility research, it could positively alter the course of your fertility journey like it has for me. Today's episode is about a study affecting women with low ovarian reserve. It was published in February 2020 in Reproductive Physiology and Disease. A link to learn more about the study will be posted on the podcast website www.yourfertilitypharmacist.com. There was a lot to like about this study. It focused on low ovarian reserve, which is sometimes also called poor ovarian reserve or diminished ovarian reserve. In premenopausal women, this means having a lower quantity or a lower quality of eggs that could be used to conceive a baby. Some women can still conceive with these eggs, though it often takes fertility treatments to make that happen. To help women with low ovarian reserve increase their chances of having a baby, this study looked at injecting these women with platelet-rich plasma, which for short we'll call PRP. Since this is the main topic of today's episode, here's a bit of background on platelet-rich plasma, which we're calling PRP. The platelets within PRP are known to have versatile functions in the human body. Platelets help to stop bleeding, they interact with collagen, they help with internal repair and injury and it's believed that they help to renew tissues and stimulate cell growth. Lately, PRP use has increased in areas like sports injuries and hair growth. It's being explored as a treatment option for COVID-19 as well. So, it makes sense that reproductive endocrinologists would try to see if PRP is useful for improving fertility. PRP is made by drawing blood from a person, then separating out the plasma and the platelets from the other blood cells within a centrifuge machine. Once the platelets and the plasma are separated in that centrifuge machine, the PRP mixture is then moved into an IV bag or a needle and injected back into the person. Where this injection takes place in a person depends on the area needing restoration, like into the elbow for a muscle injury or into the scalp to help with hair growth. In this study, the PRP was taken from 43 women and injected back into their ovaries. Youch. The women were asleep for this injection, thanks to sedation and anesthesia. To delve in the study a bit more, it took place in one fertility clinic in Caracas, the capital of Venezuela. They recruited 83 women total for the study. 46 of them received the PRP one time a month for three months, whereas the 37 other women just had their blood drawn. All of these women had markers for low ovarian reserve, which was determined by baseline tests of fertility hormones and antral follicle count. All of them also had declined using egg donors. All of the women in the study had normal uteruses, and they were at least 38 years old. The average age of the women in this study was 41. Women were excluded from participating in the study if they had endometriosis, polycystic ovarian syndrome, a history of pelvic inflammatory disease, infertility due to tubal factors, platelet disorders, or male factor infertility. Interestingly, the participants were given the choice of whether or not to receive the PRP one time a month for three months, but if they wanted the PRP, they had to pay extra for it. Status quo of no PRP injections was free. Once the injection period of three months was over, these 83 women were encouraged to try to conceive ASAP. The women used different methods to do so, which included in vitro fertilization, aka IVF, intracytoplasmic sperm injection, aka ICSI, intrauterine insemination, IUI, and timed intercourse paired with stimulation meds. After being encouraged to be fruitful and multiply, these women were followed for an additional 12 months to see what happened. Looking at the results, we're most interested in seeing how effective and how safe the PRP injections were. The women treated with PRP experienced a significant improvement in fertility-related hormones as well as antral follicle count compared to the women who did not get the PRP. Also, a higher number of medium or top quality embryos were created in the PRP group. The overall rates of biochemical pregnancy were higher in the PRP group at 26.1% compared to just 5.4% in the non PRP group. Clinical pregnancy rates were also higher in the PRP group at 23.9% compared to just 5.4% in the non PRP group. Despite all of these promising results from the PRP group, There were no differences noted, ultimately, between the rates of live birth or in first trimester miscarriages between those two groups. Fortunately, in terms of safety, there wound up being no adverse events that were attributed to the PRP injections. No women in either group experienced hyperstimulation either. What these results suggest is that PRP injections are safe and effective to improve markers of ovarian reserve. But... We need more evidence to determine if the PRP actually improves the real outcome we care about most, which is a full term pregnancy. Though this was the largest study to date on women receiving PRP injections, there are still too few participants to be able to call this a game changing study to treat women differently with low ovarian reserve. I think I mentioned earlier how this study was conducted at one fertility clinic in Venezuela. This test being done at one site is both a good and a bad thing. It's a good thing because the site could standardize their testing processes for their patients, but it's a bad thing because it's unclear if other fertility clinics can get the same results. Speaking of other fertility clinics, there is a fertility clinic south of LA that has trademarked a technique for injecting PRP into women's ovaries. The webpage for this fertility clinic emphasizes the uniqueness of their process. In fact, this clinic has refined their process to not include sedation unlike the study we've been talking about this entire time. I'm guessing that you're as curious as I am about this clinic's procedure, so I'm definitely including the link to this on my podcast website. To some, this was a promising study to help women with low ovarian reserve, but more evidence is needed to draw firm conclusions and widely implement PRP injections. If I learned that I had low ovarian reserve, I'd personally be willing to try PRP, since it was safe, and I'd be pretty eager to boost my fertility in any safe method known. Hopefully this information gives at least one of you an easier fertility journey. Please feel free to send me comments or questions at yourfertilitypharmacist.com or to the email address info at yourfertilitypharmacist.com. This is Your Fertility Pharmacist. Thanks for tuning in.